Hello and welcome to Penalty on the Podcaster, the weekly NFL predicting podcast. This week, predicting week four of the 2023 NFL season. Before we get started, here's how the show is going to work for any new listeners. I'm going to look at last week's slate of games, talk about each game, give my thoughts on them. Then look at this upcoming week's slate of games, talk about each game, and then give predictions for score, outcome, and predictions for player performances. So, like, this guy's going to throw a touchdown. This guy's going to catch a touchdown. Stuff like that. And uh, this is not gambling advice. I really mean it. Not responsible for any money that was lost gambling on things said in this podcast. This podcast is not currently sponsored. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. The links to all those will be on the description. RSS Community and YouTube are recommended because that's where you can see the transcripts. Um, if you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe if you end up enjoying the content. It helps the channel grow. Costs nothing. Takes about a second. And you can always undo it if you change your mind later. Without further ado, let's get into the content. So, Giants... 49ers, 49ers, 30-12. Giants offense failed to put points on the board. I don't count field goals as offense because those are really special teams. Offense did not put points on the board. And without Saquon Barkley, pretty bad. Falcons got stomped on by the Lions. And, I mean, Desmond Ritter wasn't horrible. 21-38, 201 yards. Jared Goff, though, 22 of 33, 243 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Bijan Robinson only got 33 yards on 10 carries, and Kyle Pitts had five receptions for only 41 yards, while Jameer Gibbs had 17 carries for 80 yards, and Monroe St. Brown had nine receptions for 102 yards. Absolutely destroyed by the Lions. The Chargers barely edged out a victory against the Vikings, which is a defeat in the long run because uh, Brandon Staley's position as head coach is a little safer now. So the more losses the Chargers get, the closer Staley gets to being fired, and then they might be good if they get a new coach. But Justin Herbert, 40 of 47, 405 yards, three touchdowns, incredible. Matching up with Kirk Cousins, who only went 32 of 50, 367 yards, and three touchdowns, but an interception. Joshua Kelly led the Chargers in rushing 11 carries, only 12 yards. They have really missed Austin Eckler. Alexander Madison led the Vikings. With 20 carries for 93 yards, Keenan Allen had 18 receptions for 215 yards. An absolute insane game that had no touchdowns in it. Very, very interesting. While Justin Jefferson led the Vikings, duh, seven receptions, 149 yards, a touchdown. How come he had fewer receptions and yards than Keenan Allen? I don't know. This is just... Yeah, that's an oddity right there, but, I mean, Keenan Allen, every dog has his dick. He is a good receiver, but, you know, I would never have had him pegged for 200 yards on any given Sunday. New Orleans Saints barely choked against the Packers. 
They were leading 17 nothing, lose 18 17. And Derek Carr went 13 of 18, 103 yards and touchdown. What's very surprising to me is the fact that he only had 18 passing attempts. He also had a touchdown. Jordan Love, 22 of 44. A horrible 50% completion percentage, but he had 259 yards of touchdown and a pit. See, if Carr had gotten more attempts, maybe the Saints would have won. You know, shocking, truly, to think about. Country Miller led the Saints for rushing with nine carries, 34 yards. Well, Jordan Love led the Packers in rushing. Kind of sad for a team who has Aaron Jones. Nine carries, 39 yards, a touchdown. Chris Olave, eight receptions, 104 yards. Romeo Dobbs, five receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown. And for the Saints, Jameis Winston also played, getting 16 pass attempts, completing 10 of them for 101 yards. Also, Jamin Graham scored his first touchdown since coming back to the NFL with the Saints. Very interesting. And, you know, Carr has actually done okay with the Saints. I mean, they are 2-1, and one, which isn't bad. Just that choke to the Packers was pretty bad. Are the Jaguars good? Apparently not. They fall to 1-2 and two while giving the Texans their first win. Now, to be fair, C.J. Stroud was incredible. I mean, he's like the third rookie, I think, to pass for 900 yards in his first three games, or first three starts, which I think is insane. And he went 20-30 this game, 280 yards, two touchdowns, while Trevor Lawrence... Went 27 of 40, 279 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. C.J. Stroud definitely looking like he should have been the number one overall pick, considering that Bryce Young did get injured while C.J. Stroud has stayed healthy this entire season so far. Devin Singletary led the Texans in rushing. Nine carries, 41 Yards, but Damian Pierce did have the added bonus of a touchdown while having 14 carries for only 31 yards and a stinker 2.2 yard average. Yeah. In the receiving category, Tank Dell continues his pretty good rookie season. Five catches, 145 yards, 29 yard average. And a touchdown. On the year, he has 15 receptions, 251 yards, and two touchdowns. So, the, that young like trio on the offense of Stroud, Pierce, Dell is looking really strong. Robert Woods, second in receiving for the Texans. Three catches, 34 yards. And Brevin Jordan, two catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. And Blake Cashman, 
got an interception on defense. And on kick returns, Andrew Beck, fullback, fielded a kick return that was not intended for him. Took it back 85 yards to the house. Jaguars uh, just could not do well. And Travis Etienne had 19 carries for 88 yards. And Cartavius Bigsby... Two carries, 10 yards, and a touchdown. You know, the Jaguars had some really high expectations going into this game and going into this season, and none of it has panned out. They lost to the Chiefs, wasn't that bad, but a loss to the Texans, 37-17, isn't something to ever be proud of. Evan Ingram led in receiving seven receptions, 67 yards. Christian Kirk had four receptions, 54 yards, and a touchdown. And so this has just not been going the way, you know, it was planned. Like, they thought they they would have done better, and they just didn't. Now on to the talk of the week. Miami Dolphins, 70-20. to Denver Broncos tied for third place for most points scored in a game in NFL history. The first most was 73 points by the Bears against Washington in the 1940 NFL championship game. No, I actually don't have that written down anywhere. I just remembered it. And the Dolphins certainly could have, you know, kicked a field goal. They could have gotten a touchdown even to take the record. But Mike McDaniel showed some mercy. He talked about, like, karma and trying to keep karma good with the Dolphins and stuff like that. In my opinion, just go for it. Get the record. Something to celebrate about. Yay. And... They move on to 3-0 while they drop the Broncos to 0-3. Russell Wilson wasn't terrible. 23 of 38, 360 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. While Tua Tungo-Vailoa completed 23 of 36 for 309 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. A smoking stat line. Rookie running back Devon Achan had 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns, an incredible game. While Javante Williams only had 11 carries for 42 yards. Tyreek Hill led the Dolphins in receiving with nine receptions, 157 yards, but he only caught a single touchdown. Cortland Sutton, on the other hand, eight receptions, 91 yards. And a touchdown. This was a thorough domination by the Dolphins. And Raheem Mostert had 13 carries, 82 yards, and three touchdowns. Which (laughs) is um, a big number. He now leads the league in rushing touchdowns. Robbie Chosen had one reception, but it was a 68-yard touchdown which probably gives him the most which probably gives him the 
biggest average of average yards per reception for the week. Mike White also started, he didn't start, but he replaced Tua late in the game, not wanting Tua to get hurt. He was 2 for 267 yards and a touchdown. Raheem Mostert also, 7 receptions, 60 yards and a touchdown. 4 total touchdowns on the game for him. And Devon Achan, another 2 touchdowns through the through receiving and just incredible. 10 total touchdowns scored, 5 through the air and a bunch on five through the air, five on the ground. Surprisingly, none through special teams or defense, but Emmanuel Ogba did get a sack and an interception of Russell Wilson. This is just incredible. Um, I'm kind of sad because I live on the West Coast and I wasn't actually able to catch this game. Um, And kind of bummed about that because, you know, I I really wanted to see this. Anyway, the Browns absolutely stomped on the Titans. Titans only scoring three points while the Browns cruised to 27. Ryan Tano went 13 of 25 for only 104 yards. Derrick Henry had 11 carries for only 28 yards and a 1.8 yard average. Yeah, he's getting old. And DeAndre Hopkins led the Titans in receiving three receptions, 48 yards. Not doing so good. And that... Defense, Aziz Al-Shair got a sack, and so did Danico Autry. But still, not a very good game for them. On, only having that... Um, wh- only having that field goal. The Browns did lose a fumble, but really that didn't affect the game that much. Miles Garrett had a pretty good game. Not pretty good, incredible. He recorded 3.5 sacks. Alex Wright recorded another sack. And Agbania Akaranko, I remember when he was on the Rams, had half a sack. And with on offense, the Browns were... Very good. 27 of 33, 289 yards, two touchdowns for Deshaun Watson. Pierre Strong Jr. led the team in rushing, six carries, 27 yards. Jerome Ford didn't follow up his incredible performance from last week after Nick Chubb was hurt. He only had, he had 10 carries but only got 18 yards out of it. But he did get a touchdown. And it's not the yards, it's the touchdowns that matter. Amari Cooper led the team in receiving seven receptions, 116 yards, and touchdown. And Jerome Ford, though, two receptions, 33 yards, a touchdown. More yards than through the air than on the ground. Buffalo destroyed the commanders 27 or sorry 37 to 3 Josh Allen 
20 of 32, 218 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. While James Cook had 15 carries for 98 yards. Sam Howell had the worst game of his career. 19 to 20, 970 yards, and four interceptions. Brian Robinson Jr., 10 carries, 70 yards, and Curtis Samuel, two receptions, 50 four yards. Stephon Diggs did lead Washington did lead Buffalo in receiving eight receptions, one hundred and eleven yards, but no touchdowns. Josh Allen ran with the ball three t- times, picking up forty six yards and a touchdown and Latavius Murray got five carries for fifteen yards and another touchdown. Gabe Davis had the lone receiving touchdown of the game. It was his only reception, but it went 35 yards to the house. On defense, Terrell Bernard, five tackles, two assists, two sacks, and an interception. I think he won, like, defensive player of the week or something. And if he did, yeah, he deserved it. That was incredible. Trey White had... An interception and Oliver a sack and a half. Leonard Floyd had two sacks. I remember when he was on the Rams as well. We really lost a good guy there. Greg Rousseau had a sack. Daquan Jones had a sack. Micah Hyde had an interception. Uh, AJ Epineza had an interception and a sack. Just absolute domination on defense. How the Commanders were able to get three points on the board is actually kind of beyond me. They took nine sacks. Sam Howell took nine sacks. No wonder he wasn't that good with the constant pressure there. And really nothing doing on offense or defense. Kendall Fuller was... Kendall Fuller's interception was probably the highlight of the game for the Commanders. The Colts beat the Ravens in overtime. Very controversial. No call for pass interference on fourth down in overtime. It was actually a terrible no call. You could definitely see um, Flowers get turned before the ball arrived. Usually, I don't like it. I don't like the calls when they're that close. But, like, this was, like, right after the ball left Jackson's hands. Maybe even before in which it would be called holding and have the automatic first down. And just a miss by the refs. Ravens' first loss. And the Colts moved to 2-1. Both teams are 2-1 now. Gardner Minshew, 27-44. 227 yards and touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 22 of 31, 202 yards. Zach Moss at 30 carries, 122 yards. And Lamar Jackson carried the ball 14 times, 101 yards, two touchdowns. Zay Flowers led the Ravens in receiving eight receptions, 48 yards. He was the target on that crucial pass interference. No call. Michael Pittman Jr. had nine receptions, 477 yards.
and really just an absolute miss by the refs on that one. Jadavion Clowney had half a sack. He shared it with Roquan Smith. And, but, yeah, it was just, that was, like, one of the most egregious no calls, you know, in recent memory. Um, yeah, that, was, that wasn't good. Zach Moss, two receptions, 23 yards, and touchdown. And then Zaire Franklin had a sack. Quiddy Pay had a sack as well. Taven Bryan had a sack. But seriously, that no call really lost the game for the Ravens. And Ravens fans have a right to be mad. Now, the Patriots beat the Jets. Yeah, the Jets aren't that good, apparently. Patriots first win, New York second loss. Mac Jones, 15 of 29, 201 yards, one touchdown. Zach Wilson, 18 of 36, 157 yards. Dalvin Cook actually led the team in rushing this game. Only eight carries for 18 yards. That's a little bit over a two-yard per carry average. Well, Ezekiel Elliott had 16 carries for 80 yards for the Patriots. Pharaoh Brown led the Patriots in receiving yards. Who's that? Two receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson, five receptions, only 48 yards. Really, the Jets didn't do a great job here, obviously. And I just want to know how a team gets to 15 points. Like, I I really want to know. my. I think my best guess is, like, a touchdown, two uh, field goals, an extra point, and a safety, right? Yes, Judon had... A safety against the Jets. And Judon has really been a scary threat coming off the edge. Notching two sacks. And yeah, Jets just got to do better. I think their first game could have been a fluke. Carolina Panthers fell to the Seattle Seahawks 37-27. Andy Dalton tried his best. 3458 361 yards, two touchdowns. Totally outpassing Geno Smith, who only went 23 of 36, 296 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Pretty good game for Geno Smith that one touchdown, one interception is average. Andy Dalton really had a very good game and still lost. Miles Sanders, 9 carries, 24 yards, a touchdown. Kenneth Walker, the third, 18 carries, 97 yards, 2 touchdowns. Really, good running backs get the ball a lot. And that's what makes them, that's part of what makes them good. Adam Thielen led the Panthers in re- receiving with 11 receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown. DK Metcalf led the Seahawks in receiving with 
six for 112 yards. And DJ Chuck Jr. had four receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Brian Burns only had one sack. Lots of pressures, but only one sack despite the inexperienced tackles replacing the injured veteran tackles for Seattle. And so, yeah. Also, Jake Bobo, one catch for a five-yard touchdown. But I expected Brian Burns to do so much more against an injured O-line, but really nothing happened. The Chiefs beat the Bears 41-10. to Who didn't see that one coming? But Justin Fields went only 11 of 22 for 99 yards. He couldn't even get 100 yards. One touchdown, one interception. He also had as many carries as he did completions, but only got 47 yards on those carries. DJ Moore had three receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco had 15 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, seven receptions, 69 yards and a touchdown. And then Patrick Mahomes did Patrick did what Patrick Mahomes does. Went 24 of 33, 272 yards, three touchdowns against a pretty bad passing D. And then the Chiefs put in Blaine Gabbert. Who went three of five for thirty-one yards and two interceptions? Yeah. Also, Clyde Edwards-Hiller, fifteen carries, fifty-five yards, and a touchdown. Jarek McKinnon had three receptions, nineteen yards. Nothing very special except for the two touchdowns there. And so. Yeah, and their defense only held the Bears to, you know, 10 points, but it didn't seem like it was that hard to do. And for the Bears, Jack Sanborn had an interception, and Quindell Johnson had an interception. But I'm guessing those were picks that didn't matter because, I mean, Blaine Gabbert was in the game. You know you've already won the game or you're out of quarterbacks when you're playing Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. And so, just total domination by the Chiefs. Cowboys, Cardinals, everyone thought the Cowboys were going to win. Cardinals won. Cardinals, mysteriously, however bad they might be, own the Cowboys. Dak Prescott went 25 of 40, 249 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And then Josh Dobbs, 17 of 21, 189 yards, and touchdown. Average game, but I think it's his first start one. Tony Pollard, 23 carries, 122 yards. Michael Gallup, six receptions, 92 yards. Then James Conner had 14 carries for 98 yards and touchdown. Michael Wilson had two receptions for 86 yards. And then Rico Doddle had three receptions for 25 yards and a touchdown. And then for the Cardinals, Marquise Brown, five receptions, 61 yards and 
a touchdown, 28-16 win for the stupid Redbirds. The Steelers beat the Raiders, and Kenny Pickett had a pretty good game, 16 of 28, 235 yards, two touchdowns, while Jimmy Garoppolo struggled, 28 of 44, 324 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Najee Harris had 19 carries for 65 yards, and George Pickens had four receptions for 75 yards. Josh Jacobs had 17 carries, 62 yards. He's definitely not where he was last year. And Devontae Adams had 13 receptions, 172 yards, and he caught both of Jimmy G's touchdowns. Meanwhile, Calvin Austin had two receptions for 72 yards and touchdown Pat Fryermuth. Three receptions, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Levi Wallace had two interceptions. Patrick Peterson had an interception. Minka Fitzpatrick had an insane seven tackles. He appeared to have his first sack ever, but it was called back for, like, targeting or a personal foul or something like that. T.J. Watt had two sacks. He is a defensive player of the year favorite because I think it's obvious for the Raiders, I, I just noticed Max Crosby's awesome new helmet or face mask. But he only got a sack, so obviously it wasn't really contributing to his performance. Eagles beat the Buccaneers 25-11, to which is a scoregami. That's when a new score is created. That was, like, no other NFL game has ended 25-11. to It's like the 1,070th, like, like... A little more than there have been a little more than a thousand seventy unique scores in the NFL. I think Jalen Hurts twenty three of thirty seven two hundred seventy seven yards one touchdown two interceptions, while Baker Mayfield went fifteen of twenty five one hundred forty six yards one touchdown and one interception. DeAndre Swift carried the ball sixteen times for hundred thirty yards. Rashad White. Carried the ball 14 times for 38 yards. A.J. Brown caught nine balls for 131 yards, while Mike Evans had only five receptions for 60 yards, but had a touchdown as well. And Reed Blankenship also intercepted Baker Mayfield, and Tui Pelotu also had a sack. Jalen Carter had half a sack. He's a beast. Fletcher Cox... Had half a sack. And one of those was a safety. I forgot whose. Maybe two below two. But, yeah, the Eagles did get a safety for. And also for the Eagles, Alameda Zacchaeus had two receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown. And then. For the Bucks, Chris Godwin was second in receiving three catches, 32 yards. And for defense, um, they did pretty well. Levante David had a sack. Of course, they were able to get two interceptions of Jalen Hurts, no e- which is no easy feat. And uh, Devin White had an interception and... Delaney had an interception. 
So the Bucks did pretty well defensively, but it wasn't enough. Their offense failed to do well, and yeah, they got destroyed. Twenty-five to eleven. Now Rams Bengals, and the Rams lost another one-score game to a team that has made the past two conference championships for its conference. So the Rams now are probably the best one and two team in terms of strength of schedule. Now the Bengals are the best one and two team in terms of the team being good, but in terms of strength of schedule, the Rams are the best. Three playoff opponents, one win against a playoff opponent, and they destroyed the Seahawks. And also, but they lost to the 49ers in a one-score game. Yeah, they kicked a meaningless field goal at the end, but still a one-score game to a team that has made the past two conference championships. And today they lost, or on Sunday they lost a 19-16 game. That's only three points to a team that made the past two AFC championships. And so, yeah, I mean... The big thing was the sacks allowed. That was just devastating. Six sacks allowed while the Bengals only allowed two. And that was just really bad for from the offensive line. But, I mean, this is a team that made the best two AFC championships. So the Rams definitely can, you know, go up against and beat very good opponents who just happen to have not made the conference championship. But Dax Hill had a sack. Sam Hubbard had a sack. Logan Wilson had two interceptions. That's a big thing. Trey Hendrickson had two sacks. B.J. Hill had a sack. D.J. Reader had a sack. And so, yeah, just something that the Rams shouldn't have allowed to happen. And... For the Rams, I mean, two sacks isn't terrible. Aaron Donald had a sack. Byron Young had half a sack. And Kobe Turner had half a sack. Also, Akella Witherspoon did pick off Joe Burrow. But the Bengals just dominated defensively. But still, an insanely close game with a very good team. Matthew Stafford went 18-33, 269 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Kyron Williams had 10 carries for 38 yards and no touchdowns. Tutu Atwell had one carry for 22 yards. And it's just with the team, just Sean McVay, like every good coach is bound to have a dud game. And this was one of Sean McVay's. Like that, like only 10 carries for Kyron Williams is terrible because... The Bengals are, were 31st, I think, in like in rush defense. And only 10 plays to the running back called. Really not taking advantage of the situation there. I hope McVay can be better going forward. Of course, the Rams are my favorite team. But I think they could be a lesser opponent than the Bengals or the 49ers for sure. Bukunakua had another pretty good game. Five receptions, 72 yards. Tutu Atwell had four receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. And so, 
Yeah. And on the Bengals side, Joe Burrow with 26 of 49, 259 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. So technically, Matthew Stafford did have a better game than Joe Burrow. More yards and uh, more touchdowns. Also more interceptions, but more touchdowns. And then Joe Mixon had 19 carries for six, for 65 yards and a touchdown. Jamar Chase had 12 receptions, 141 yards. And so, yeah, just very good game by the Bengals. So, you know, they could be a good game. They could be a good team. You know, last season they did go 0-2 to start off. And then losses to the Steelers and the Cowboys. And they bounced back, made the conference championship. All right. And then in week four, I made a short episode predicting this one because I'm bad at time management. But the Lions beat the Packers 34-20. to It was a pretty thorough domination from the second drive onward. The Lions are now 3-1. The Packers are 2-2. and uh, Jared Goff was 19-28, of 28, 210 yards, one touchdown, one interception. While Jordan Love was 23-36. of 36. 246 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. The line usage of Jameer Gibbs is kind of worrying to me, honestly. Like, I don't think they're using him as much as they should. Gibbs is much better than David Montgomery. But they keep using Montgomery more than Gibbs. And, you know, as a, if I was a Lions fan, I would be mad at Dan Campbell for this. But Montgomery had 32 carries, 121 yards, and three touchdowns. And even though he only had a 3.8-yard average, he got the ball enough that it really didn't matter. Jameer Gibbs only had eight carries, though, for 40 yards. So he had a better average. He just didn't get the ball enough. And so... Josh Reynolds led the team in receiving three receptions, 69 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown had five catches for 56 yards and a touchdown, as I predicted him to have a touchdown. And then Sam Laporte had another pretty good game, four receptions, 56 yards. Um, Jerry Jacobs had two interceptions of love. In the game, and uh, Aiden Hutchinson had a sack and a half. Alan McNeil had a sack. John Kaminsky and Isaiah Bugs also each had sacks. Jordan Love went down a bunch. Also, Charles Harris had half a sack. And so. Quite a problem for the Packers. That offensive line was not very good. Jordan Love went 23 of 36 for 246 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Aaron Jones led Green Bay in rushing on five carries for 18 yards. A pretty woeful rushing attack. Jordan Love also had two rushes for a total of negative two yards. But he did have one positive for a touchdown. Romeo Dobbs 
led in receiving, nine receptions, 95 yards. Christian Watson had two receptions for 25 yards and touchdown. I remember that touchdown. A great fake by the Packers, and Watson was left wide open in the corner of the end zone. And on defense, I mean, they didn't do that horribly. I mean, they did allow 34 points. But Devontae White had a sack, and Carl Brooks also had a sack. And, like, they were just, they were causing problems. Like, they just, the Packers' defense, the defensive line was definitely causing problems for the Lions and being disruptive, but it wasn't enough. They still lost like losers. And it's important to note that their starting corners did not play. Now on to the predicting side of things. Atlanta at Jacksonville. This one will be somewhere in Europe. Um, it's important to note that Calais Campbell it, for the Falcons did not participate in practice and no game status for him. And Cordero Patterson is questionable. Jamal Agnew for the Jaguars um, had limited participation in practice and is questionable with a quadriceps injury. And Josh Allen had full participation in practice but is listed on the injury report. And Zay Jones didn't participate in practice. He's out. And Devin Lloyd is also out. But that doesn't really matter. So, honestly, Ritter hasn't been doing very well for the Falcons this year. I think the Jaguars are going to win. But I think the Falcons might win. But I think it's definitely going But I do think it will be the Jaguars. But there is a possibility that the Falcons will win. But I think... That Calvin Ridley will catch two touchdowns. As for the rest of it, I'm not really sure, but I think that it'll be a 20-10 to 10 victory for the Jaguars. Cincinnati versus Tennessee. I'm definitely going Cincinnati. Although, Joe Burrow is listed on the injury report, but he had full participation in practice and no game status. And... So he should be fine. Also, um, Danigo Autry is questionable and Traylon Burks is out. Big problem. While Derrick Henry uh, had full participation in practice, so did DeAndre Hopkins, but they are listed on the injury report and no game status. They probably will play. Tiotar had limited participation in practice and is currently questionable. Well, Peter Skaronski has been ruled out. Big problem for with that insane Bengals front, which I think is going to notch five sacks against Ryan Tannehill or whoever the Titans put out there. And I think Joe Burrow is going to have a two-touchdown day. 
overall, um, Bengals, uh, 28 to 6. And then moving on to the Rams at the Colts. Now, actually, I'm running out of time, so I'm just going to do the, like, score and outcome for these, and I'm not going to make them take that long. Um, I think the Rams are going to win. They're just a much better team. But I do think it will be close. Maybe something along the lines of uh, 20... 27-21. Because Anthony Richardson will play. He has cleared concussion protocol. And so Denver at Chicago. I think Denver is going to win because the Chicago defense is pretty bad. I think 20-28-13. Broncos. Baltimore at Cleveland. I think definitely Baltimore, and I think Baltimore will win 24-17. Washington at Philadelphia. Philadelphia repeating Monday Night Massacre on Sunday. They're just the much better team here. 38-13. Minnesota at Carolina. I actually don't really know yet and Bryce Young is likely to play though so I think the Panthers are going to win 24-14 Miami at Buffalo going to be a close hard fought game I think Miami is going to take it 28-24 Pittsburgh at Houston I expect the Pittsburgh defense to be able to crush the Houston offense. So I am going to go for Pittsburgh by just a little, being 21-20, just because of defense. I don't think the Pittsburgh's offense is going to be able to carry them to victory. It will just be the defense. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. I think I'm going New Orleans for this. Stout defense, good offense. 27-17. Las Vegas at Chargers. I don't know. I think the Chargers can pull it off, but also Vegas can pull it off. I don't really know. I think I'm going 24-21, but who's going to win? I don't know. I think, I think the Chargers have a higher ceiling, so actually... I'm second-guessing all my decisions, but I I actually think the Raiders are going to win. New England at Dallas. I expect Dallas's defense to be absolutely stifling like it always has been. You know, Micah Parsons and that Quandre, uh, sorry, uh, Diggs is out, and that could be a problem, but maybe not really. And I think Dallas will do very well, 27-14. Arizona at San Francisco. Absolute domination by San Francisco. 42-13. Kansas City at New York Jets. Absolute destruction by Kansas City, probably. I expect this to be a blowout. Um, but this is a Jets team that did lose to the Patriots. 
Of course, the Patriots and the Jets, but yeah, the Chiefs are just way too good. They'll probably put up 33 on these guys and move on to the next week asking for a challenge. The Jets will probably score 17 points. So, 33-17. Seattle at New York. Two teams that were good last season, but are actually pretty mediocre. Now, I expect the Seahawks to win um, 24-12. The Giants don't have anything on offense going since Saquon got hurt. Anyway, thank you for for listening. Uh, Hope you enjoyed. You'll hear more of me next episode.